Hello and welcome to the Arise and Build podcast. This is Jody Grace and we're here to inspire, educate, and activate believers in Missouri to steward and protect freedom in every area of life, especially here in the heart of America. We're going to be talking about what's happening right here in our culture, how it connects to scripture, and what we can do to bring our conservative Christian values back into the public square. If you haven't already, I'd love for you to go ahead, hit the subscribe button so you can get our updates and join us as we work together, just like Nehemiah and the Israelites did, to arise and build a wall around the great state of Missouri. Hey everyone, thanks for joining me today. I hope you had a great day. Today is Tuesday. No, it's not. It's Thursday, February 15th. Thursday, February 15th. Yesterday was Valentine's Day, so I hope you guys had a wonderful Valentine's Day celebrating all of the love in your life. And um, it was overshadowed here in the state of Missouri by a horrific shooting in Kansas City at the Chiefs Parade, I'm sure that you know. And um, so we definitely need to be in prayer for those families who were affected, for the people who were there. I have friends who were there at the parade who witnessed things and, um, you know, it was just very traumatic for them. So we just need to remember all of those people who were involved in that um, horrific event yesterday that the Lord would comfort them, keep them, um, that the Lord would be with those who are wounded and heal them. So uh, it it was, uh, Valentine's Day wasn't quite the celebratory um, thing that we had hoped that it would be, either on behalf of Valentine's Day or on behalf of our Super Bowl champions. But, um, you know, that yesterday was no surprise to the Lord. I know that. And I know that he's given me a message for you today. So I'm excited to be here with you to share it. Um, If you have been listening to very many of these podcasts, you probably realize that um, the, the title was birthed out of the book of Nehemiah and a desire to rebuild a wall around the state of Missouri, around this nation to rebuild our culture um, in a biblical way, according to a biblical worldview. You know, in the book of Ezra, Ezra rebuilt the temple um, in Jerusalem after it had been destroyed. And then Nehemiah came along and rebuilt the wall around the city. The wall around the city um, was actually there to protect the people and the temple. If the wall had not been built, the temple could not have stood. And, um, you know, as we see things from a biblical worldview or in a conservative uh, perspective here in the state of Missouri, it often feels like things are sort of crumbling, just like that wall around Nehemiah's uh, Jerusalem. But I want to remind you that it was a pagan king who actually sent Nehemiah to do that rebuilding. It was the pagan king who actually paid the way he provided for the entire journey, the entire project. And then he set Nehemiah as governor over that region. So even through a pagan situation, a pagan government, the Lord was at work and he accomplished his goals through his people. And so what I want to share with you today is some hope that God is not done with America. He is not done with the state of Missouri. We still have 
room. There have been lots of prophecies fulfilled, but not all of them. We still have room to uh, pray and believe for revival and to do the work that we've been called to do in this culture. And one of the things I see happening with politics and being involved in this government mountain is that people come to this mountain with a lot of political strategy. They come thinking they're going to do X, Y, and Z. They're going to get involved in the Republican Party. They're going to get involved in this um, organization or that organization. And we're going to plug into the processes of government, which we do need to do. I'm not saying that that is not applicable here. But what I am saying is the Lord spoke very clearly to me a year ago and said, Jody, we will not win this battle by political strategy alone. Our battle belongs to the Lord. Our battle will only be won by the Holy Spirit. And I believe that we have spirit, we have scriptural confirmation of that. When Joshua fought the battle of Jericho, when he walked around those uh, walls for seven times. That was the Lord's strategy. When Gideon's army won, it was God's strategy, not a political strategy. When the three Hebrew boys walked out of that uh, furnace, it was because of the Lord. It was not because of some strategy that the people around them uh, used to move the king. It was a divine work of the Holy Spirit. And I believe it's the same today. And, uh, you know, scripture tells us that when his people, it says, when my people humble themselves and pray, turn from their wicked ways. So you need to realize that there is a turning, not from sinners, but there is a turning of um, the church of believers, his people who are called by his name, turn from their wicked ways. Then they will hear from heaven and I will heal their land. And that's what I want to talk to you about a little bit today um, is this idea of a purification of ourselves as individuals, as believers, a purification in our walk with the Lord, a journey of, um, the only word that's in my mind right now is purification of sanctification, our journey of sanctification, of being conformed uh, to his will, of a dying to ourselves and a giving over of our own sin, whatever that looks like, so that we could hear more clearly from him so that we could hear more clearly his divine strategy and put it to good use in the culture around us. Um, as far as I'm concerned, this isn't about political parties and politics. This is about changing the culture around us for Christ. And he specifically called me to the government mountain. I don't believe that there are just a whole lot of believers um, who are walking in faith um, within the government mountain. They're not connecting the things that they're doing inside the government to their biblical worldview. There's a lot of people inside this government mountain here in Missouri who claim to be believers, who say they're Christians, but... Um, the things that they're actually doing, how they're walking out things in regard to policy and in regard to the process, um, in my opinion, it uh, does not align with biblical worldview. 
And um, so I believe that we have been called to rise up and fight for what the Lord has given us in the book of Nehemiah. He says we need to rise up. There was a time that uh, the Israelites prepared for literal battle. They had their swords in one hand, their tools of building in another, and they were prepared for battle. Uh, they were told to fight for their families, for their brothers, for their children, and for their homes. Um, now it turned out that the Lord confused the enemy and they didn't actually have to go to battle, but they were preparing and they were ready. And that's where I believe that we need to be today. And yet the first part of that, I believe is a, a humbling ourselves before the Lord and, um, being willing to grow in him. I believe that that also includes being aware and coming to know who you are in Christ, what the promises of God are, um, and allowing him to train us up. I believe that Holy Spirit will do that. Um, when we ask, one of um, the verses I want to share with you today is Psalm 18, 31 through 34. It says, for who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God, the God who girds me with strength? And makes my way blameless. He makes my feet like hinds feet. And he sets me upon high places. He trains my hands for battle. So that my arms can bend a bow of bronze. I love that scripture. I It encourages me today. I hope it encourages you. Um, who is God but the Lord? And who is a rock except our God? The God who girds me with strength, that means he's going to gird you and me. He makes my way blameless. That means we've got work to do in the Lord, in our spiritual walks, giving over of ourselves to him and becoming more like him. That's an encouragement. And um, that excites me too. And that he sets me, he sets you upon high places. He will train our hands for battle. So I just declare that and I decree that over you today that he is training your hands for battle. He is girding you with strength. He is creating you to be blameless before him, that you would uh, humble yourself before him, that you would allow him to do the work in your spirit and in your life that he's calling you to, that you would um, humbly walk this road of sanctification with him and that you would see amazing, miraculous things in your life. Um, he trains your hands for battle so that your arms can bend a bow of bronze. That's a heavy duty request, bending a bow of bronze. And he says, He's going to equip you, enable you, and train you up, give you strength to do it. So that's just um, encouraged me today. I hope it encourages you. We do not have a spirit of fear and timidity. He has given us a spirit of love, a sound mind, and uh, the ability to do the things he's called us to. I believe those things are going to take more than they've taken in the past. We're going to have to rise up to do more different things, maybe that we're not used to, things that maybe we're hesitant or um, 
you know, a little nervous about, but I just encourage you to bring all of those things before the Lord, allow him to do the work in your heart and your life personally, just humble yourself before him and then ask for the tools and ask for the path. He will speak to you. He will give it to you and he will equip you to do the things that he's called you to do. He has given you power, love, a spirit of discipline, self-control, and a sound mind. So walk in that today. Uh, that excites me. It brings me encouragement, and I hope that it does the same for you. Um, as we start talking about the things that are happening here in Missouri, um, I've already mentioned, of course, the shooting yesterday in Kansas City. We definitely need to be um, on our knees before the Lord and praying over that entire situation that they would understand that the truth of what happened yesterday would come out, that um, it would be revealed, that all the pieces of the puzzle would be pulled together, and that God would start to do a miraculous work in the lives of the people who were there yesterday. Uh, some of our legislators were even there yesterday because, um, let's go back a couple of days. The last time I was here and talked to you about initiative petition, um, they had brought it up on the floor. This was Monday afternoon, I believe. They had brought it up on the floor. I was a little surprised by that. If you haven't, you should go back and read the blog at jodygrace.com. I posted a blog. I posted some photos in there and some links that will hopefully help you understand uh, that situation with IP and our our effort to protect the state constitution. And um, so what we saw Monday really was a lot of theater. The um, leadership in the Senate uh, decided to give the Democrats a few hours to filibuster. They knew that they would, they expected they would, but they didn't force them to filibuster all night. Um, Senator O'Loughlin adjourned early. And, you know, they adjourn because they don't want to stay all night. She doesn't want to stay all night. And I understand that. However, the purpose of a filibuster is that whoever's filibustering has to stand um, and hold the floor while there are negotiations being done on whatever the issue is. So somebody's holding the floor and usually there are meetings and negotiations happening behind the scene and whoever's uh, pushing back holding the floor, they hold the floor for as long as they can, but eventually... Um, somebody has to give. Well, if you keep adjourning early, then everybody gets rest. They go home, they get a good night's sleep, and uh, they just come back, you know, to duke it out again the next day, which um, in some ways is beneficial for us because I truly believe in most cases when they're doing nothing, we're much better off. We're safer uh, if they're doing nothing than if they're doing anything, usually. Um, so it doesn't bother me to see people filibuster and, you know, they would say they're wasting time. I say it's protection and it's divine. So I'm happy for them to waste time. But what does happen is that when they go home, um, to sleep, then everybody gets rejuvenated and they can just fight a little longer the next day. And it actually prolongs the fight. So what we see here that happening this week is that, Monday, Senator O'Loughlin adjourned early. Um, they, she only let him filibuster maybe till 9 or 10 o'clock in the evening. Everybody went home, got sleep. They came back Tuesday. She let him filibuster for a few more hours. That was not a big deal because they got a good night's rest. They had a few committee hearings on Tuesday morning. 
filibustered for a little bit Tuesday afternoon. And then Tuesday afternoon, they adjourned for the entire week because they wanted to go to Kansas City. Leadership wanted to, uh, for everybody to be able to go to Kansas City to celebrate at the parade for the Super Bowl, um, the Super Bowl win. And so Tuesday afternoon, she adjourned for the entire week, and now they won't be back until Monday afternoon at four o'clock to resume business. So I find that interesting in a couple of ways because, you know, a couple of weeks ago, it was the conservatives who were taking a lot of flack for being obstructionists, for holding things up. They couldn't get anything accomplished. Um, that was their news. That was their narrative in the news cycle. And this week, uh, because of the Super Bowl, the GOP, the moderates, um, the rhinos, whatever you want to call that faction of Republicans, they decided just to quit so they could go, um, they could play for a few days. And um, I just find it very hypocritical and very interesting. And um, I hope that people see and understand uh, what's actually happening. So it really was just a lot of theater. They wasted the whole week and they'll come back on Monday to start again. Now, like I said, it doesn't bother me that they adjourned. I like it when they're not in town. I like it when they're not in the building because when they're not here, they can't be doing harm to our freedom and our liberty. Um, it gives us more time to read more bills, to um, be looking for things that would be harmful and so I'm actually glad that they took a couple of days off. It's been a blessing to me because I have six kids. I've had six kids at home. And so I've been able to be home with them. Um, but the fight to preserve our constitution uh, did come to a halt this week. It didn't make any progress. So we'll see. We've been told they'll resume it again on Monday. Um, but I've also heard that by Tuesday, they're going to be on an education bill, which also deserves... Um, conversation. Before I move conversation, though, um, to the topic of education, I do want for you to realize that regardless of what happens with this um, IP bill or the Constitution ratification process, you need to expect to see abortion on a ballot in Missouri this year. You need to expect that there will be an abortion ballot measure either in August or in November. And that abortion ballot measure um, is going to need to be defeated at the ballot box. We have to turn out the church and our conservative voters to vote um, in August and in November. So uh, if we don't, regardless of how the Constitution becomes ratified at that point, if we don't have a good turnout to vote, abortion will be enshrined in our Constitution and it will be full term, late term, even possibly partial birth abortion where doctors are not held liable for any negligence and even possibly that our children under 18 could get abortion without parental consent. These are heinous ballot, ballot initiatives. They are so egregious, it's hard to fathom. That will not be the truth that the left uh, tells you. 
but I am telling you, I have read them myself and they are egregious. None of them should be in Missouri's constitution. And uh, so it is going to be imperative, regardless of how this legislation turns out, that we are reaching out to our pastors, we are reaching out to our families, we are reaching out to our neighbors, our friends, everybody we know. We're using every circle of influence that we have to talk about the issue and to talk about what's truth. And I will be sharing more truth, sharing more resources, giving you links, giving you screenshots, taking you to the original document so that you have the the equipping and the tools that you need to have the conversations with the people around you. We need we need large, we need a very high voter turnout this year in both elections in August and in November. It will be up to the governor who to decide which election abortion goes on, but you should expect it and we have to be prepared by getting people out to vote. Now, in the meantime, uh, the only the only mechanism we have to keep that measure from showing up on the ballot in the first place is that they don't get enough signatures. So when you see anybody out collecting signatures and saying, would you like to see, you know, health freedom, they're going to call it health freedom, women's health freedom on a ballot so you can vote for it. You need to say no, and then you need to turn right around. If that's a private place of business, walk into that business owner and say, I'm not sure if you're aware, but there's a signature collector outside your doors and uh, it makes me uncomfortable. I'd really appreciate it if you'd ask them to move. So those are things that you can do to help hinder their progress with the signatures. Do not sign any petition. Tell your family, your friends, and all your circles, do not sign. Decline to sign the petitions. All petitions, just don't sign any of them. Uh, you won't be able to read what it is. It's just, uh, just decline to sign. And um, then in addition, because we expect they probably will gather enough signatures, we've got to educate. We've got to get our people registered to vote. We've got to get them turning out to vote. And we've got to share the truth, even with, even with um, Democrats I don't know any of my Democrat friends who would agree that these things should be in our constitution. Even my pro-choice family members um, who have a different philosophy than I do on this issue, but even they do not believe that full-term abortion is okay. They don't want it to be funded by the state. They don't want for our children to be able to have abortions without parental consent. These are so egregious that even pro-choice voters, if they knew the truth, would vote no. So we've got to be about educating um, our citizens to get out and register to vote, show up to vote, and then share the truth with them about what that ballot measure really is. So... That's what I have for you today. Um, our legislators are taking a break. They'll be back on Monday afternoon. I'll be back watching. And I will be back here on the podcast very soon to be sharing information with you about the topic of education. School choice is a big, big topic um, of interest lately. We have, we have legislation that's already passed 
passed last year that's doing horrific damage in our high schools. We have things on the on the Senate calendar that I believe um, are potentially harmful to our education system. Uh, we have just a lot of things going on. There was a hearing this week where Google and Amazon actually showed up requesting Palm ID, identification using the palm of your hand. So there are some things hitting um, our capital here in Missouri. You probably won't be surprised, but I do believe you need to know if for no other reason that you can pray, but also so that you can get involved. So that's what I have for you today. I hope you have a wonderful Thursday afternoon and I will talk to you soon. Hey, thanks for spending some time with me today. I really appreciate it. I hope you found it beneficial and valuable. I'd really encourage you in the next few days to pick up your Bible and grab the practical tools you need to arise and build. Don't forget to subscribe and check out the blog at jodygrace.com. I'll see you soon.